Hello, hello. Um, this is Jacqueline, your host. This is the Amiga Printer podcast. If you're new here, welcome. I think the last time that I recorded and had a guest on was probably a year ago. So if you're new here, this is like the perfect, uh, I would say, episode because I'm going to be reintroducing myself and kind of why I started the podcast and then talk about the topic that brought me here today. It's definitely easier to interview if you've ever uh, wanted to start a podcast or any project. Interviewing is definitely the, I would say, the easiest way to get started just because the focus is on the other person and you already, obviously, if you're interviewing somebody, you're already so interested in what they have to say, right? You're interested in them. But when it comes to doing like a solo uh, podcast, it's just, you know, it's, it's a little awkward and then you're like, who am I talking to? But obviously, I know that you guys are out there. You're going to be listening to this taking a quick pause because I'm looking at my notes and I'm looking at uh, I have water here so what definitely brought me back is that I really missed it I missed talking to you guys I had a lot of people listening to the podcast um it's certainly not millions of people thousands of people but it's definitely people who have really supported the podcast and what I do and definitely on the topics that I speak on. Um, so just going back to talking about interviewing people, it's it's a lot easier because honestly, the focus is not on you. And it's hard, it's easier to have the focus on someone else, right? And it's also easier to hold space for them in their most uh, vulnerable moments, at least for me. And I think it's harder for us to do that by ourselves or for ourselves especially if you're going to be talking about topics that are a little more difficult especially I think if you're going to be putting your story out there for the first time I've definitely started being more open on my Instagram and if you guys follow me there um, so just a quick plug (laughs) it's at Amigapreneur I've started to be more open and the reason that I came back is because I am launching a full um, full full-on business and I'm getting ready to really you know help the women that i'm here to serve and that is women of color who are feeling stuck and are going through a transition and a lot of transitions lead to a breakdown life transitions can be going through a divorce uh, having a new baby losing your job um, things like that and of course uh, huge ones like the pandemic And it brings up a lot of like feeling stuck, losing your sense of identity, not really knowing your sense of purpose. And it can be really that simple that nothing has happened in your your life, but that's the feeling that you have now because you're just not in alignment. You're not vibing with whatever it is you were doing because either you never aligned to it, you were just doing what you needed to do, or you just hit a place where this is not who you are anymore. And moving forward, you want to do something else, but you don't know. So like I mentioned before, um, the reason that I was saying in the beginning, if you're going to come on this podcast and you want to know, okay, why, uh, what's this podcast about, right? And this is a perfect reintroduction is because when I started the podcast, I had actually been laid off and I had moved to LA. 
and I was looking I didn't know what was next for me and I started listening I just got really into like I think it was 2015 16 and I just got really into podcasts and I thought they were amazing right but I wasn't when I was looking for women of color and entrepreneurship because I was really always like interested in that I didn't see or hear a lot of like women of color and I was in LA and I was meeting so many like amazing women of color and I was like why am I not seeing them in the podcast world because at that time and even now right they're the highest growing entrepreneurs and I just thought it was crazy that I wasn't seeing that in the podcast where that the numbers were so low and so that kind of started there with my passion about having creating a platform for that so that we can all really um, see ourselves doing things um, like entrepreneurship creative projects and so I launched my podcast I just started bringing amazing women on that I was meeting and then the podcast you know just started to evolve I went through my own things where my daughter headed off for college and I just found myself like totally lost right total identity lost and a lot of things came up for me but at the same time you know we're living life um so I would do the podcast here and there but obviously I was still th going through my own stuff so I used my platform to again when I went researching about what was happening to me I wasn't finding uh women that look like me right and women that I can relate to so I started bringing the same women on you know women of color to talk about transition to talk about what was that pivotal moment when they really felt lost and how did they connect themselves back to themselves how what tools did they use you know like uh, rituals um, down down to like how different was their life before and now you know and these women were coming on and they were just being so open and so vulnerable about their journey and it was absolutely beautiful what I didn't know then because I, I really admired all the women that were coming on and being so amazing about their journey is that it's a journey. It was what I was going through was not gonna just be done overnight, right? That's why it's called the journey. That's why it's called doing the work. So having those women come on was so helpful to me. And I wanted other women that were going through what I was going through know that they're was another side and I wanted to continue to create a platform for diversity and that highlighted our stories and that inspired other women to do the same you know to do the same for themselves and for the community and fast forward to now I moved back to my hometown and I've had so many things just like come full circle and now that I'm launching this business I had been helping you know I had been doing podcast consultant I started working with women of color who had these six figure businesses launching their businesses and it was all really like sporadic here and there I never really committed um, I did it here and there because it was more like people were asking me and I'm like sure why not but I never really committed that I just wasn't ready and then I had to work through my own stuff because what ends up coming up when we want to do this dream is that our sense of worthiness of deserving you know so many things come up for us that we need to work through and now you know being on the other side of it and having the experience that I have I'm like I need and I want I've been wanting to do this full time and so I 
you know, I now hired a coach for myself, uh, joined a mastermind, have an accountability partner, and um, hired someone to help me with my social media and branding. And she said, you know, I noticed on your podcast that you haven't really shared your story um, more about you. And I, and I said, yeah, you know, I have here and there. But we just got to talking about those three pivotal moments, kind of like what defined you, what defines you, excuse me, that that kind of like stops you and totally changes everything around for you. And what I would do is ask that for yourself. You know, what three, just three defining moments for you really change like the course of your life really sit with that and think about that so if right now you're going you know because quarantine seems to in a sense i don't know if we can really say settle in right there are obviously other countries still dealing with this um in a, at a harsher level right but when i say settle in is that we're not you know obviously last year where it first happened now it's like this is our new normal right this is what's happening and we're learning to live um, with it and around with it and trying to maneuver through it. But I would ask yourself, you know, like, what are those three pivotal moments that really changed it for me that really asked me to change? And for me, one of those moments um, was definitely going through my depression, but I'm definitely going to go back to that on another day. That was one. And then uh, another one was being a single mom. And the other one was when I was 15, when I was 15 and I decided that I was, I just took the reins of like, I was just going to change my life. You know, I was going to make the decision that I was over the life that I had and it needed to change. And you're thinking like at 15, like, what were you going to do to change your life? (laughs) But for me is that I was going to start manifesting like I didn't know about manifestation, but looking back, I was a 15-year-old manifester. Like, I was seeing what I wanted, right? Um, I was searching for something, and then things started to appear, and then I started making a plan for it, and I started taking action, and then I made it happen. Like, things just started coming to me, and I expected them to happen. So, you know, I think back, and I was just like, wow, I was manifesting these things but I didn't know it right because for a lot of us being people of color being immigrants we don't really aren't growing up knowing that whole manifesting thing right that we can bend the universe to our will that we can do things and if you another challenge for you guys is to really think back when you were manifesting when you were changing things in your world no matter what um, was happening to you and how you were bending things to your will Like you were just, you hadn't seen it in your community. It was unheard of what you did. And somehow you made it happen. Like you may have been the first to graduate, you know, high school, even college or to live in the neighborhood that you live in, or even to think the way you were thinking. Those around you may not have been thinking the way you were thinking, but you were. And even though you hadn't seen it around in your life, you somehow internally knew that you can make that happen or that that was going to happen, right? Everything was probably telling you, no, you're not the right gender. You're not the right race. You're not, you're not in the right culture. You're not, you don't live in the, in that right neighborhood or whatever situation it was, right? 
But something internally was telling you that it's just unknowing, not even telling you, there's unknowing, like there has to be more to this. So hold on to that because for me, there has to be more than this was unknowing. And then the words came. Um, so going back to those three, three moments, one of them, you know, being when I was 15, I grew up in domestic violence. I don't know if many of you know that. Um, and it was obviously very traumatic. Um, there was a lot of things going on, a lot of things that happened. And at the time, you know, I was living in my dad's house and my dad at that time, um, and by the way, I just want to like throw a little asterisk in there. This is no jab on my parents or anything like that. Um, obviously we've all come a long way. Well, I shouldn't say obviously, right? We don't know each other like that, <laughs> but, um, for me, I've come a long way from that. So this is again, not a jab like against my parents or anything to blame or anything like that, but just to kind of tell you what was happening at that time. And, um, so yeah, so at that time, uh, I was living with my dad and my dad was the person that was violent. Um, and my mother and father had separated. I was no longer living with my mother. Um, I was living with my dad and I was just over it. I was over everything. I was over the environment. Um, there was alcoholism. There was violence in the house. It was just very sporadic. And it's just, uh, you know, the neighborhood, obviously, um, Again, I, I keep saying, obviously, the neighborhood that I was I living in wasn't the best. And I think everything on top of that was just creating this pressure for me that I just couldn't take anymore. And I just had, I don't know what, again, that knowing that there had to be more to this. Mind you, I never voiced. I never said there has to be more, you know, <laughs> um, but I knew there had to be more. And I remember that I saw this movie of this girl who was, uh, she was homeless, this teen girl. And I guess her mother was on drugs and she um, started going to school and everything. And I guess she got into Harvard and she was the, the person that passed a law where you can divorce your parents and you can uh, therefore be an adult and, and, uh, and start signing for things yourself and, and just doing adult things because at the time she wanted to go to Harvard, but they needed the signature of her mother, if I'm remembering the story right. And her mother was, you know, out on the street on drugs. They couldn't find her. And she was just being held back from living her life because, you know, she, she needed the permission of her mother who wasn't fit, Right. And um, I'm going to take a little water break, guys. So, yeah, so her life was put on hold because her mother um, couldn't be found. And then I think she refused to do it. Um, I can't obviously, um, me and my obviously. <laughs> um, I can't remember everything uh, from the movie, but I remember it was very poignant, like very important in my life because I remember I was like, wait a minute you can divorce your parents. I can legally do this. Like this can happen. And then I remember that I heard about group homes, that there were these group homes that you can stay at for people that didn't have parents and that the group home, I don't know how I found this out. Um, I don't remember the, the details of everything, but I, uh, uh, the details of everything, excuse me, but I knew that a group home is a place that I can stay 
and go to school and have stability and structures and that there was counselors there. And so I just, I started envisioning myself. I said, okay, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to run away in the summer because in the summer I will be staying with several friends, friends that don't know my dad. My dad doesn't know them. So it's a perfect opportunity for me to do that. Then it's going to be, you know, obviously the summer is like, what, three months. So my dad will stop looking for me and then I will work and then I'll go back to school and then I'll talk to a counselor and I'll ask a counselor to put me into a group home. And then when I'm in the group home, I'm going to go ahead and, um, you know, file for that to be emancipated, which is when you, you divorce your parents and you are legally considered an adult and you can sign for things. There's, there are a lot of. Um, you're not free, free, uh, you're not, I wouldn't say free, right? I, it felt like a freedom for me, but you are still treated as a minor in certain, in certain ways, obviously, but um, it gives you a legal right to do a lot of things for yourself. So that was my plan. I didn't write it down. This all happened in my head. And then it started happening. Uh, I decided the date. I left the house. I knew that I would not be coming back that this wasn't a cry for help, that I was done living in that situation. And I left for the three summers, and I mean three months that summer. I lived with friends. Um, it was very challenging. I won't go into details about that, but it was me living basically in several different houses, you know, finally uh, going back to school and going in and talking with a, an amazing like secretary at the time uh, she was assistant to all the counselors at school. Um, I I don't know why I trusted this woman, but I just started telling her all my business. <laughs> and I told her I needed to talk to a counselor. And she, you know, instead of like saying, oh, girl, I'm going to call your dad. Like, you're crazy. He's been looking for you. You run away. No, she was just like the sweetest thing. She's like, okay, baby, like, um, I'm going to go ahead and let him know if you can just wait here. And while I waited, she was just she opened up to me like about her life, about her son, and just like the sweetest, kindest woman. Oh my God, I remember she was just so sweet. And then uh, going in with the counselor and just being open and honest. And what was crazy, guys, that when I spoke to the counselor, um, he had had like the same experience. His dad was very violent and constantly abused him and his mother and he you know he didn't grow up in the best neighborhood either but he knew that he was gonna you know do do something with himself and and grow up and get educated and live a different kind of life and he did you know obviously he became a counselor at the school so he got educated and he said you know what i'm gonna help you and the thing was that he was latino um and that somehow just made it easier for me because culturally I felt he understood what I was going through. And obviously him having the same upbringing, he was able to understand, you know, kind of what I was going through and how important it was to me to, to you know, to make sure that I, I was believed, you know, that people believed me, that people weren't going to dismiss me. And at the time, I didn't know that group homes were actually very dangerous. They, you know, they were kind of like a stepping stone to a juvenile hall. Water break, guys. <laughs>
And I didn't know this until I stayed at the group home that a lot of people said that the group home that I stayed in was probably one of the best ones because the other ones were really violent. They had drugs in them. People were constantly either violated or there was violent acts against them. They, they were really bad. I didn't know at the time. And he made it his mission that if I, I guess, was brave enough, brazen enough, you know, whatever word, <laughs> to believe that I can make this happen and to do everything I did that he was going to help me he was going to make sure that I didn't regret my decision he was going to make sure that I understood that people cared about me you know people were going to look out for me and that there was something bigger out there for me um even now I'm getting like a little emotional because like you just don't know who's who's looking out for you like who you know spirit puts in your path you 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 wonder like why you're going through all these things and why these things are happening to you and you kind of feel really alone in it because it's your family you know and you feel like for everyone like your parents are supposed to be there your family is supposed to be there for you right not understanding obviously I will say that you don't know where your family's at and where their mental state is at and what's going on in your community. I do want to say that for those that may still be going through this or someone younger listening to this, um, know that, you know, your family and, and where your parents are at at the time is them trying to do the best they can with the information that they have. Um, I just wanted to say that because I didn't know that at the time. I just felt like this was life and it was just really hard and I just got like, the shitty end of the <laughs> stick but um just when I went to that counselor and I told him like what was happening and for him to believe me and to want to help me and to like go out of his way to find somewhere where I was going to feel safe and stable and taken care of um because that's what I was looking for I just didn't know at the time that that is what I was looking for. I just knew what I didn't want, but I didn't know that you can be in these stable places and that complete strangers would show up and really show out for you. Like really just have this kindness, this love, this this wanting to really help you and and not just that like really help you believe that there is kindness and love in the world and that even if maybe when, where you started your family you know your, maybe your your parents that it's okay because you know believe it or not complete strangers can like really show up for you and that there is kindness and compassion and love out there um it may just not be immediately available. You can't immediately see. But I I bring that up because when when all of this was happening, like right in the beginning, when you're in this transition, right, and then not knowing, not knowing what's happening, um, I feel you're brought there to really know what you want. You're brought in that transition because you know what you don't want. You know you don't want the situation that you have. But you don't really know what you want because you've never had it. You don't know what it looks like. You don't know what it feels like. You don't, e you don't know anybody that has it. But your taking action on the not knowing is going to open the doors for the knowing. 
for the only what you want and then believing that you can have it and again it is a journey and the reason I bring that up because in every in that transition that was one of the biggest transition that happened to me but I didn't know that I didn't know that each transition is bringing you back to a place for clarity and for being in the unknown so that you can get to the known so that you know that it can happen for you so don't be afraid of not knowing what is next for you because that just means you're already on that journey right now you're owning what you don't want and that's absolutely necessary and it's absolutely beautiful to own I don't want this so don't be afraid because you don't know what you want and you don't know all the steps that you're gonna um on getting there if if a 15 year old right and I'm talking to all our our little our child inside we come into the world not knowing and we're always um still exploring still being curious still being hopeful still knowing that and I want us all to keep that because the the hardest thing and that the thing that threw threw me into depression was losing that faith losing the faith and hope is what would really for me would throw you into that depressive depressive space um so keep believing keep hoping and being okay with not knowing it's okay now you know that the not knowing is a knowing (laughs) and that it's gonna take you to that space of figuring it out and it takes a while and that's the scary part because that's where it feels the loneliest it feels the longest um there's a mourning process to that um there's a lot that happens through that so uh, i bring that up because fast forward that's where i am today is helping women of color transform choosing transformation rather than being in transition so for me transition led to a breakdown and that breakdown broke allowed me to have a lot of healing but in it I feel like I was in it too long and I want to help women of color not get stuck in that because we in our community a lot of the times we feel like we have to have a breakdown in order to break through and I think we get to that breakdown because we don't know how to be vulnerable um, we don't know if we have a place to fall softly. We don't have a community or maybe a culture where we talk about mental health, where we talk about depression, where we talk about not needing to be strong all the time and the power of being very vulnerable, you know, first with ourselves and learning how to hold that space for ourselves. We don't, we may not even know how to do that. I certainly didn't. And I really like the goal for me now is really to help women who are in transition see transition and look at it like ah i see you this is an opportunity for me to transform this is an opportunity for me to change everything to live the life that i want this is the time for me to heal i see you transition i see you coming again and i'm ready for you 
because I now have built the rituals and the tools to prepare myself for every single journey that comes my way because I am a warrior and a healer, you know, and those two things can coexist. You know, strong women break down too sometimes. But for me, it's changing the narrative of needing to break down in order to break through. Now, I want to help women to choose transformation and to choose breakthroughs without having to break down. So I said I wanted to keep this podcast less than 15 minutes. And I'm looking and we're already getting ready to hit 30. But that is part of my journey. That is part of my journey. And next week, I'll be doing a live where I'll be talking about introspection and healing through journaling, because that was really what helped me to build a vulnerable space for myself, which I truly feel that's number one. And then going out seeking help, getting the help I needed and starting to be more open and transparent and owning what I want. I will leave the details. You can always reach out to me, DM me on Instagram. If you enjoyed the podcast, please share it. If you know anyone that will get anything out of this, definitely share with them. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for subscribing. Thank you guys for supporting me throughout all these years. Um, I really, really appreciate it. And I hope that when you have heard my story and you heard that of the women that have come on the podcast that you see yourself and what is possible thank you so much